Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life. One to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose. This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Hey, friends. We're so glad you're here. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the power of femininity. And um, to start out, we kind of wanted to talk about the what we mean by that. And kind of just be able to convey to you um, the difference between what the culture has told us, the things that are feminine and the things that are masculine Mm -hmm. and kind of a difference in that between a cultural understanding of those two things you know kind of like feminine things are for women and masculine things are for men and what we're really trying to dive into is different than the cultural construct of that Mm -hmm. we're really trying to dive into something that speaks more to the characteristics more to kind of the energy surrounding that which is the character traits of things that are feminine and involve femininity and the things that are possibly involving masculinity. So in the world that we live in, there tends to be sort of a value on a lot of the masculine kinds of traits and masculine energy because masculine energy is associated with um, accomplishment and getting things done and with um, goals and with progress and with tasks and and this is highly valued really in our society and this is where we work hard and it's things that we do we do value but it's maybe a little overemphasized a lot in our culture is this sort of go 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 mentality which is a very um sort of a masculine energy and there is a place for masculine energy and feminine energy and we are going to talk about that some more and the importance of both and how we really do need to have both However, uh, the, the reason why we want to talk about femininity is because there does seem to be sort of an overemphasis largely in our society in sort of the masculine part of things and maybe not quite as much emphasis or as much awareness in cultivating the feminine. Mm-hmm. The masculine seems to kind of overtake things and that seems to be where we label a lot of our importance. That's where mm-hmm. the goal, goal orientation happens. That's kind of where we're um, productivity and success driven, which is are all good things and we need those, but we also really need to tap into more of our feminine side and be able to look at the feminine parts and the power within those. And it's important also to recognize that all human beings have both. And this is something that I don't think I was raised with an understanding of, but we all have, whether no matter your gender, we have both. Like it, we have, there's light and there's dark. There's, you know, um, right, there's left. Like there's, there's, it's a dual part of who we are. And granted, most of us do um, identify a little bit more with either the masculine or the feminine, but that, but besides that, we do have masculine energy, no matter what your gender is. And you also have feminine energy, whatever your gender is. And we really do need both because they complement and really to live into our best selves. We need a good blend of both kinds of energy in our life. So the feminine part, April just described a little bit of more of what the masculine energy is. And I really like this term sacred when we talk about sacred masculine and sacred feminine, because I think it just shines a different light on what we typically consider what's masculine, what's feminine. If you think of it from sort of a sacred space, there's a little bit of a different understanding that I think comes. And so the feminine is more of the 
the soothing, the nurturing, the slowing down, the settling, the um, just the energy of creation, the energy of healing and nurturing. I may have just repeated myself, but <laughs> that kind of energy is the feminine part of our energy. And it's so important for us to cultivate that in our life and have more of a balance. Mm-hmm. And going back to a little bit of what you were saying that I didn't quite understand that everyone's made up of both of these characteristics. I think that's really important to acknowledge and to emphasize. For instance, as we were kind of uh, planning this podcast and talking it over, I told my husband <laughs> that a few of the things that I really love about him and the things that I think are arguably really attractive in him and in his personality are considered to be feminine qualities. And he he laughed. Not really what your husband wants to hear necessarily. (laughs) He laughed. But it's true. I love his patience and I love his compassion and I love Mm -hmm. his empathy. And he's a wonderful nurturer in our home and within Mm -hmm. our family. And he's a great supporter. And all of those things, I would say, are historically feminine in their characteristics, right? But he's he's a male. Yeah, and it's, it's the energy of those things that's it is, that's it, feminine. It's those characteristics. It's not just having the masculine, and he does definitely have a lot of those the strong suits and the, even the way that he leads. I appreciate that. So anyhow, I think it's really important to talk about how yeah. we really need a balance of feminine characteristics and masculine characteristics and it has nothing to do with whether you are male or are female. Yeah, I feel the same way actually about my husband as well and I feel like because he does have these, um, he's very creative, he's very good at relationships and building relationships and nurturing relationships but he's also very task oriented and he accomplishes a lot and I feel like because he has a good mix like that, he's very well beloved in his career community and and the people that he works with. And so, and I think a lot of it is because he's not just task oriented, Mm -hmm. that he does have the nurturing side, the relationships, the, you know, kind of that important side as well that is characteristically a feminine um, energy. Yeah, so we kind of have something things on the masculine side that we've kind of already talked about a little bit. And on the feminine side, Michelle mentioned those we've kind of talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just to describe the feminine energy a little bit more um, fully, it involves all versions of creation, whether it's in the form of art or music or uh, just in any kind of soul expression or even just in playfulness or in being spontaneous. These are all things that are nurturing for our soul and that is all part of feminine energy it might even be a little bit wild it's not quite as structured um it's a little bit more of a rejuvenating energy and not to say that it's not powerful because it is but the the power of the feminine comes more in like transformation because it is like using creative processes so things like this that i feel like we all really benefit from and hopefully by the end of this episode you'll realize how important it is to sort of cultivate more of the femininity in your life as well. I went to a conference a while back where they actually spoke a little segment about femininity and how to cultivate more of the feminine energy in your life and one of the things that they talked about was you know historically women have had things like jewelry and flowy clothes and like flowy hair and things like that and having that kind of Uh, motion and movement encourages sort of a slower motion. It's not quite as like get things done. If you've got things jingling, you're not going to be moving at quite a rapid pace. And it's also just sort of more associated with fluidity, the, the movement of the clothing. And so those are all sort of feminine energy 
ways of feeling more feminine in your life in in one's in one way sure and that that kind of goes to feminine energy and kind of those characteristics are usually more experience based Mm -hmm. um kind of like being able to enjoy like the sensitivity of the situation the experience of it being able to do um creative projects or have different things develop in their natural pace and not be hurried or worried about the the end result you can just be able to enjoy the experience i've heard kind of the example given before where it's like you know if you are eating if you're enjoying a sandwich and you're eating just for the results that's kind of a more of a masculine way of eating you know you're eating for the fuel and for the protein for all the things that are going in your body but if you're eating for like the enjoyment of the food and the things that are surrounding in the meal and the slowness of it that's more of a feminine way of mm. enjoying that meal and how much do we benefit so much from being able to slow down the pace even just from a science perspective of being able to chew your food and that makes it more digestible, it calms the nervous system so you're more readily able to access the nutrients, all of those things, as opposed to eating on the go, on the run, at, at a pace. That's that's sort of a, a good analogy, I feel like, of the difference between a feminine and a masculine energy and just with the way you eat. Yeah, so it's kind of just, like, just seeing those different characteristics. Women, fit, no, I shouldn't say women, femininity <laughs> is more of the experience Well masculinity is more of the production it's more of the end result you're looking at kind of a little more of competition a little more aggression that laser beam focus kind of that logic behind things which are so important and you can see why those seem to be really important in kind of the workplace and in careers because that's how they look at that focus and in getting things done and you can see how that would reach and attain a lot of praise in having a lot of masculine characteristics. Mm -hmm. There's different parts in our life where you know we want to access more of one energy or the other. I mean sometimes you just do have to get some things done you know you've got to if you're cleaning your house or if you're organizing or you're doing a project or something sometimes you do just need to hone in and be like we're just going to get this done and that's your masculine energy and that can serve you really well. Which is so funny because that is when I like strip off my bracelets and like yes. move my all my you know mm-hmm. take off all of my like flowy clothes or whatever it's like no like get what I even it's just yes. funny that you mentioned that yeah. because even in that like I noticed that for myself yeah right just mm-hmm. even in trying to be productive and getting yes. tasks done yeah you do you take off those extra things that would slow you down mm-hmm. right yeah yeah so there's and then there's this other side of femininity that often gets very neglected in our culture and in our society because we are so task oriented we're so results driven and we are so logical and we live in a physical world and so it's very easy to get overly aware and consumed and mentally in the physical space as opposed to finding more of the the emotional part or the the creative part or the the flowy or the the peace the the experiential moments like living in moments as opposed to living by accomplishments or mm-hmm. or to-do lists and things like that and this is not to say that the masculine characteristics are not vital and important but we feel as though society already sees those and they already see the power and the importance of those not just society i feel like i live most of my life that way sure i think a lot of us right yeah um it's a a cultural thing and it's also kind of kind of embedded in us Mm -hmm. and so we want to turn your attention a little bit over to embracing the power of the femininity and what it can do to bring both of those things a little bit more balanced and to the forefront so that you understand that living from your best self and kind of um, operating the best place in your life involves 
femininity and masculinity. Yeah, and if there's an imbalance either direction, there's consequences for that. If, if there's an overabundance of the masculinity, then there might be a lack of compassion, a lack of feeling of belonging, a lack of you know really understanding who you are because you're just associating your life with tasks instead of understanding like who you are and getting to know yourself and really building relationships and on the other side if you're completely on you know which I don't I don't know that this is nearly as common to be completely over in the femininity side then nothing gets accomplished right and and so we do need a good blend of both but yeah of course like you said like there's there is a little bit of an overfocus there tends to be in our mm-hmm. in our physical world. Of so the we are masculine. just bringing this the importance of the power of femininity. You know, this speaks exactly to that. So in the description of the film Misrepresentation, um, which kind of is about, well, I'll just quote this and you can kind of see what it's about. It, they, the quote is, the media is selling young people the idea that girls and women's value lies in their youth, beauty, and sexuality and not in their capacity as leaders. Mm. So it is, it's just seeing the feminine qualities as only belonging to females mm-hmm. and that those are less than mm-hmm. and we really just want to change and help you uh, shift that narrative in your head and see the importance of embracing your femininity and taking those feminine attributes into the roles of leadership and wisdom and accomplishment and and being able to blend the two as opposed to again being only seen as like you're only good if you're young and beautiful and sensual mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's not the case at all obviously women do have wisdom and do have value and contribution and should be in those places and it's not about their appearances obviously that there is but there is a way of bringing that feminine energy into those roles. Yes. And embracing those feminine characteristics, those traits that really will enhance and make those roles even better than if they were completely dominated by masculine traits. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so for our first takeaway for the mind, silence, the inner critic access, the voice that encourages and celebrates you. Yes. And so we kind of talked the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if y'all have listened, but if you haven't, go back and listen to it. However, so the last couple of weeks we've talked about listening to yourself and to your inner voice. And we talked about the most authentic version of your voice. And when we talked about having women supporting women relationships to seek uh, support and to ditch competition. And I think both of these things really dive into today's mind takeaway yeah. because this is the most meaningful voice. It is the one that celebrates you and that encourages you. Yeah. The inner critic tends to be uh, sort of that masculine energy of like, you need to do more, you need to be more, you need to accomplish more and being able to sort of hush that a little bit and access the other voice that is more meaningful actually, and more important that can be your inner cheerleader, your inner encourager, your inner, like recognize the good that is in you and be able to let that voice be the one that you hear more than that inner critic. Um, I really just have to say that I think that what we're talking about right now really needs to be shared with the males in our lives. I think the way that we handle women is we look for only the feminine traits in them and the way that we handle men is that we look for only the masculine traits in them. Um, my husband is a teacher and he has a wellness course where they talk about kind of like, you know, the gender and the media and, and different things in the roles there. And he showed us this video where they do an experiment and they dress little toddlers or babies 
the boys are dressed like girls and the girls are dressed like boys and they put them all in a room with toys and they have volunteers come in and it's interesting to, to watch them, to babysit them kind of. And it's interesting to see like the, as the adults come and they give the little girls, the dolls and like the babies and the dress ups and things. And they well, give the, the boys, the trucks. The ones that they think are girls because yep, the of the ones they think are girls. girls and the ones that they think are boys. They treat them differently. Right. They do. They treat them differently. And I think that happens everywhere, whether it's, um, knowing or not. I feel like even when we go to the general conference within our church, it's interesting because, um, my husband used to always say when he comes back from priesthood, it's like, they'll say, okay, you need to do better here. You need to do better here. This needs to be better. You need to, you know, really just shape up and do this and all these things. And I said, oh, cause usually when I come back from women's conference, they're like, oh, you're doing such a good job and you're amazing. Mm. And this is incredible. And it's so supportive and loving. It's validating. It's validating. And it feels like it's really appealing to the feminine within us. And on the other side, the priesthood mm. session, the men's session is appealing to the masculine within them. And so I really think that we need to be able to tell our boys, our men, that these traits that are seen as being more feminine traits are so important. They are so vital to the part that you need to listen to your voice that isn't just a critic, Mm -hmm. that you're also listening to the part of you that celebrates you and encourages you. Yeah, yeah, the men need compassion, belonging, validating, they need love and nurturing just as much as anybody. And in fact, maybe even more so if they've been conditioned to think that I should just suck it up. I'm a man. I'm not allowed to feel. I'm not allowed to express myself in any way. I just need to, you know, accomplish and achieve. That, I think, can be very, I think, harmful and difficult, I think, for many men. And they probably aren't even aware of that conditioning or aware of that. I look at, um, you know, some of the teenage boys in my neighborhood and I wonder like I'm sure I mean all of us I think in the core are softies I I like to believe that but I think that there's sort of these facades or these expectations or these societal sort of for lack of a better term like a mask that's kind of imposed on people like you're this way or you're this way and when it comes down to it we're all children of the same heavenly parents we all innately have the same needs for love and compassion and for and for accomplishment and achievement for all of the things that are considered whether masculine or feminine like we do we need all of it all of us Mm -hmm. need all of it and I it kind of hurts my heart to think of how many young men or or older men whoever how many men there are out there who might be malnourished in compassion in love in self-acceptance in understanding their worth and being validated Mm -hmm. and embracing the power of the femininity and I think that it kind of goes back to we believe that we're great we're created in the image of God and I think that that includes our heavenly father and our heavenly mother and we are created in their image and we also have both of their characteristics within us Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really important to acknowledge and to appreciate and to kind of step into Mm -hmm. so our mind silence the inner critic Access the voice that encourages and celebrates you. Mm, yes. And then for the body, uh, the takeaway for the body today is to incorporate creativity. So laughter, song, dance, art, music, or soulful expression. I think creativity is a place where we can feel very nurtured and healed. And it's a place that not a lot of people that I'm aware of 
really engage a lot of time in the space of really genuinely doing something creative. I feel like it is, there's such a healing opportunity there. Oh, there really is. And I've got a few friends who are wonderfully creative and I think who spend um, a fairly decent amount of time tapping into that creativity. But I've had two recent conversations with friends. One where she said, for the last you know, few years, I've really felt like I need to tap into creating art creating more art in her life. She sketches and just creates wonderful art. And she said, I've kind of just put it on the back burner. Like, it's not important. It's not helping me on my day to day. I'm not going to do it. And she recently has decided to. And holy cow, it is like these wonderful sketches are just flowing these ideas. She said, it's like I opened a faucet and it's just flowing out of there. And I love it. It's so much fun to watch. I also had a conversation with another friend who said that she felt like what she was doing to sustain herself creatively just didn't feel like it was important. Like, oh, you know, I know, I should probably be doing this. She named all these tasks that she should be doing instead of allowing herself to do this craft project or this pro- this art project, mm-hmm. this, you know, design thing or whatever she was trying to tap into. And I just think that if we can allow ourselves to be more creative, if we can put importance on that, if we can see the benefits of that in our lives, it really will help us be more nourished and more well-rounded individuals. For sure. I have a friend in Arizona, Jenny, who has a creative healing business. And I just was reminded of it just right now as you were talking, I thought she has actually a full business on helping people heal through being creative. So if you live in the Mesa Gilbert area at all, go look it up, Blue Jay Creative Healing. And she uses all sorts of creative mediums and outlets and ways to help people heal. And this is definitely not gender specific this is for all people and what a healing opportunity there is when we get into being a little bit creative oh yes so much okay so we got some of this takeaway from our favorite person who is Brene Brown and here's a quote from her when she talks about the guideposts of wholehearted living and this is what she says she said laughter song and dance create emotional and spiritual connection they remind us of one thing that truly matters when we are searching for comfort celebration, inspiration, or healing. We are not alone. It's just like wonderfully connecting. I think that being able to be silly and playful and creative and laugh and dance, it just, it does. It feels like you can just let loose and you can embrace who you are and be authentic. And I think that creativity just kind of is able to envelop so much of your life. Mm -hmm. All right, so takeaway for the body incorporate creativity all right on to our purpose access femininity in roles of support and leadership last night i was looking on instagram and i happened to see a high school friend amy cook who was being featured as one of women's i think utah business like top 30 women to watch or something along those lines. And I watched this little video clip of her talking and it just seemed so relevant. She said that when she first, and I'm this is me totally paraphrasing, but she said when she first um, was in her career and getting going, she believed that success was going to be measured by accomplishment and tasks and getting things done. And she realizes now, she said that success in business has had more to do with relationships. And I just thought, isn't that interesting to see sort of that realization within her and her career of the importance of the, not just the masculine energy, but that feminine side of building the relationships as well. And I think that that's exactly what 
that that speaks to is the importance of having those feminine traits and characteristics in these roles of leadership, in the roles of support, and in the roles of, of achievement and accomplishment to also incorporate the, the feminine energy. Oh, for sure. I love that. Also, we found this quote from um, President Nelson, who is the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he said, concerning kind of faithful women, more, they're more anxious to exercise compassion than to exercise dominion. They're more committed to integrity than to notoriety. And she knows of her own infinite worth. And as I read that, I thought those are really good qualities in a leader. They're feminine traits. They are feminine traits and mm-hmm. they are really good qualities in a leader. And our, our first kind of example of femininity and the power of that is... Eve. The story of The Eve. story of Eve. And man, I have really come to love and appreciate the story of Eve. I think that she is incredible. But anyhow, so we have Adam in the garden and he was by himself just kicking it in the garden, whatever he was doing, everything was wonderful. But then uh, God said, well, it's not really good for man to be alone. And so he had Eve come, created Eve, and she was made to be a help meet which I think is the weirdest terminology. <laughs> and so I looked it up. And really it said that she was meant to be a helper. And I found this, which is the word helper is a beautiful word that doesn't translate very well. The Hebrew word is, I think it's ezer. Or ezer maybe? Ezer maybe, I don't know. And comes from two root words. One means strength and the other means to rescue. Hmm. So if you put these two things together, you have a strong rescuer or life-giving strength. Very different than helper, because helper can be a toddler, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? No, life-giving strength, though, and rescuer. That's amazing. And that is really the way that we can kind of look at Eve, right? That she kind of um, was able to, yes, like there was a fall that was involved, but I think for all intents and purposes, she was able to rescue us and to take us into a place where we could grow and that we could learn and then we could expand and become who we are, right? Well, her exercising agency is what gives the rest of us even the opportunity to be here and to also exercise our agency, which is required if we are going to follow our Savior and and access his atonement. Like it was a necessary action. And it, I don't believe that God was giving them a like a quiz or like a choice between right and wrong, he was giving them an opportunity to exercise agency. And that's exactly what she did. She understood the importance of agency. And I think that that is so relevant in our lives. That could be, that's actually an, an entirely other episode topic. <laughs> but, but it is because of her that we have access to the plan of salvation that we do. So even if we go back to the terminology that is used in the Bible, which is a help meet, even if we go back and say that she was a helper, that she goes in, into that strength, that support, right? She was a support. She was created to be a support to um, her husband, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. But then also she was able to take her femininity and turn that into her leadership role, like you just said, in making that decision and using her agency. And that was, she was she was a leader. She was a leader for all of us and she was a leader even for Adam, right? Mm-hmm. And I just really love that. And I think femininity is having a, a God word confidence. It is being settled in your spirit and to feel confident in our relationship with our heavenly parents, where we can feel at home and we can feel supported 
And because we have those things, then in turn, we are able to extend the same offer to other people. So we're able to really embrace those feminine qualities of compassion, of support, of um, kind of creating this wonderful, welcoming feeling and acceptance. I love the term you used, Godward confidence. That's not a phrase that I've really heard. And I think that that is a beautiful way to describe what's available to us, especially when we are tapped into the who we are, mm-hmm. which is the inner divine and being able to have Godward confidence and then being settled in your spirit. Um, I think if we're a little imbalanced in terms of spending most of our days and time and moments in masculine task-oriented lives, then a lot of times I feel like our spirit does not feel very settled. We That's when we get anxious and we get worried and frazzled and being able to come back to a little bit of slowness, a little bit of appreciation of moments, a little bit more of the creative process and being able to just feel welcomed and settled and accepted and loved and to and connected all of those things that are associated with the feminine energy um it's just a beautiful thing that we all need oh yes we totally do which kind of brings us to one more Uh, fantastic quote i get to read it okay both energies exist within each of us in varying amounts learning how to engage both fully is what ends up making a person psychologically, emotionally, and physically well. Just as you wouldn't operate a remote control with only one battery, you need both of these energies as your power sources. They're necessary tools for shaping your life. And that comes from Alyssa Vitti. They both need them as your power sources. So you don't just need to tap into your masculine energy when you think that you need to be successful or wonderful. You need to tap in equally to your feminine energy, to those character traits that really you can embrace being a male or a female. And in in order to enhance those areas of your life, I just love that so much, in order to be a leader and to be a support for other people. Yeah. Okay, necessary going back. tools. Oh, totally necessary. Back to our, so for the mind takeaway, silence the inner critic, access the voice that encourages and celebrates you. And for the body, incorporate creativity such as laughter, song, dance, art, music, any soulful expression. And for the purpose, access femininity in roles of support and leadership. All right. Okay, a shout it out loud challenge. Oh, we yes. to choose one of those. Okay, was it, do you have one? That was actually, that's why I said the talk first, <laughs> so that you have to choose first. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the body this time of incorporating more creativity, the laughter, song, dance, art, music. I love music and dancing, and that is a part of my life that I have sometimes, I'm not sure why, have not nurtured as much at home as I would like to. I have always, I think, relied on other people to pull out the music and then I'll dance. But for me to find it myself and turn it on myself, um, that does has not happened quite as naturally for me, but I want to have more of that in my life. Also, we have a piano in our house that barely gets used. And I think that that would be a really fun nurturing activity for me to go and plunk away and just do some more things that feel creative in my life Ooh, okay I'm gonna choose the same one but I'm also kind of cheating because I've already kind of made that a goal in my life Mm. um just very recently I love kitchen dance parties and so my kids love playing having Alexa play anything and everything Mm -hmm. and the other day my kids were all kind of 
begrudgingly getting out of bed and they were kind of angry at the world it seemed and everyone woke up on the wrong side of the bed I'm not even sure how that happened but it was like an entire family that did it and so we got into the kitchen and I turned on music they normally would kind of like start dancing to or singing to and no one did they were like zombies and so I finally said okay well right now everyone's bedtime tonight is like eight o'clock but I'm pretty sure if you guys decide to dance I might let you stay up later <laughs> And it's an so energy boost. It totally was. My five-year-old got up and like started dancing. And I was like, all right, 8.15, 8.20. He got up to 8.30. He did awesome. <laughs> and my 10-year-old started seeing what was happening. And he got up and started like dancing too. And it took a lot longer for my eight-year-old to get into it. But by the end of that song, like it was just so fun. And we were all totally dancing. So that one comes a little more naturally with my phase of life and with my kids and the energy that I can see it there. I love how they just shifted. They totally did. I mean, it might have taken a minute, but they, but it, they shifted. It did. It took an entire song. But... You know, it was totally fun. And then um, I do have this friend who, like I, I mentioned her earlier, man, she is just so good at coming up with like creative things to kind of fill her soul. And she asked me if I wanted to do a couple of holiday crafts coming up. And fun. at first I was like, oh, in my head thinking like, I don't really have time for that. And I don't know, I already have some decorations. And then I listened to the better part of me, that inner voice, which was like, why not? Like, yes, go do that. Go cultivate that time. Go be creative. Go do mm-hmm. it. And I said yes. And so I'm going to be making some holiday crafts. Oh, fun. And I'm kind of You'll excited share. about it. I'm excited for the creativity behind it. And it is fun. Kind of for that culturing relationship and back to our women supporting women episode, back to kind of like that camaraderie yeah. and just being able to, to have a little bit of that friendship there. So. Yeah. That's our shout out loud challenge for this week. Thank you so much for listening and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself. We truly believe confident, caring women like you are changing the world.